0: Marriage on a Tightrope supports couples in strengthening their mixed-faith marriage.
1: Visit tightropemarriage.org to make a recurring donation and learn more about the mixed-faith community. Hello and welcome back to the 27th episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan.
0: And I'm Katie. And we're keeping our tagline, we are still married.
1: We are still still married.
0: married, With a capital M. Okay, so we went to facebook and to instagram to ask our listeners what do you think about this tagline the overwhelming response was keep it and i know a few people have messaged me and said well you know you should really think about um getting rid of it because there's this ever-present idea that maybe you wouldn't be married yeah you know honestly it's just like Something that's fun. It's
1: tongue-in-cheek, it's fun, and we just say it and and move on. Yeah, so
0: So we're still married.
1: (laughs) We are. Uh, We have a a few things we would like to talk about today. Uh, I think we always have something we want to talk about. I'm excited just to record with you.
0: I know, it's been quite a while.
1: I like recording with you.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: it, it forces us to talk.
0: I mean, we talk a lot, but... It forces us to look in each other's eyes as we do it, <laughs> not at our phones. That's
1: right. Maybe um, a, good, a good tip for everybody listening, all you tightropers out there, is to get a microphone and pretend like you're recording a podcast. Because then maybe
0: it'll open up some lines of communication
1: with your spouse. Oh, gosh. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty
0: bad. And get about... I don't know. Ten inches away from each other's faces as you do it. Right,
1: that's what we have to do.
0: Uh, we have set up a donation button on our website, so if you go to marriageonatightrope dot org, um, you can f- hit the link right below our picture on the right hand side, and it's about halfway th- down the page. Halfway down, yeah, and, and you can donate. As you know, this is all voluntary and. We don't make money doing this. And so your donations are super appreciated and helpful to us. So if you like what we put out and the content that we try to come up with for all of you, it would be awesome if you donated.
1: I have to say that Radio Free Mormon has smack talked me saying that he has started asking for donations and his listeners are much more willing to donate, donate to him than oh, our listeners are to me. Anyway, whatever. Donate to him. This <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. It's fine. <laughs> no, thank you for all all that support. You know, one thing I wanted to do is Katie and I both kind of have a surprise topic for each other today. Katie let me know a little bit what hers is about, but I don't know exactly where she's going with it. And she said she didn't want to tell me before uh, we get here. So.
0: And you have one?
1: I do. Uh, I posted on Facebook today. And Wait.
0: In our mixed faith group nope. or on your on regular? my own, my own wall. Ah, oh, geez.
1: That always makes me nervous. I hate that.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> you're just surprising me with it on It's not here. bad. Okay.
1: It's not bad. So I just wanted to read it. Anyone that's listening here, I'm totally cool with you following me on just regular Facebook, not just the Marriage on a Tightrope podcast group. You can follow Alan Mount on Facebook as well. That'd be great. So I was, I, I just want to read this. I am want to read this. You can't read ahead. Don't look at the screen. I
0: I can't even see it because I'm blind. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Here we go. Someone you love... Let me start over. That was stupid. Someone you love no longer believes the same as you. In an effort to understand what they are going through, you sit down to talk with them. How do you handle that conversation? Here are a few few scenarios I have had when I found myself sitting across from someone who is trying to understand. Number one, quote... Just tell me your story. I just want to understand what you've been through. They ask a few clarifying questions, but largely they just sit there and they listen. I've had two or three conversations that fit this scenario. Number two, after trying not to go into details, I give one example of something I have learned that shifted my belief. And the individual says, the church doesn't teach that. And I say, well, they they do. It's on the website. It's on the church website. Here, I'll pull it up. And the individual says, I will not read anything you give me. And then I would respond, but it's on the church website. Scenario three. If I wanted to really understand what you have learned, where would you start? Me. I would start on the church website and read this. I'll do it. I'll let you know what I think. Situation four. Oh, I already know all about this stuff. Really? How'd you learn about it? Well, I'm pretty sure someone in high school teased me about it. I don't know why it bothers you that much. Hmm. Well... Okay. I just really don't even know how to respond to that. The variety of responses I've gotten in these situations has been extremely interesting. In situation one, the friend who's just wants to listen is being a great friend. They want to listen to my story. There's no contention, there's no argument. And in one very specific case, I was in the middle of my angriest phase and I just absolutely dumped on, on that friend. I, I thank that friend over and over for being so patient with me as I word vomited to him for about two hours. In situation two, I suddenly realized that facts just don't matter. It was both a terrifying and liberating experience to have. This loved one was so wrapped up in their beliefs, they wouldn't even look at the official church website. For me, that was a pivotal moment. It, It taught me that getting into an argument about facts just does not do anyone any good. Situation three has only happened to me once. It seems like a natural thing to ask somebody of, hey, what would you read if I wanted to understand? But I understand why it isn't quite so natural. And situation four has been pretty common. Oh, I already knew that. Uh, I don't know why it's such a problem. Those conversations, those conversations lack empathy, tend to uh, dead end pretty quickly. But here's the twist ending. I am so grateful to find myself in any of those situations. So I'm not criticizing any of those responses. The fact that this friend or loved one cared enough about me to get into a difficult conversation is amazing. The difficult conversations have helped me learn better ways to communicate and to throw out ineffective ways of approaching this topic. And I wanna call out a fifth situation that one of my believing friends actually commented on my post. He said, I think that one thing you're missing and it's key to keep your posting well-rounded and objective, is number five. I looked into it and read the material, and I didn't come to the same conclusion. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: For example, my older brother, who left the church, initially tried to engage me with these types of conversations, and I told him that I also did my own research, and I looked into it on my own. I have read the same materials, and I simply didn't come to the same conclusion that he had. So if you want to be the one sane person who is objective and impartial, you have to include that group. Otherwise, you're not being impartial and you are painting the opposition in a negative light. If you are implying that everyone who disagrees with you is blinded by their faith and they only want to bury their heads in the sand. And I liked that and responded and said, you're absolutely right. I haven't found myself in that situation, so I couldn't list it, but he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. So that was the email that I, that I wrote today. And the general reason behind writing it was to say, these experiences have taught me to how to talk differently and how to engage differently in, in these types of situations. Uh, we've talked about it a few times. I don't go into details anymore. I very much refuse to go into details. And even in the case where someone asks me, what would you read if I could? I point them to a source that they in, from their position, can trust. Thoughts? Any thoughts? Just want to move on?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, no thoughts. What, what was like your motivation behind posting that?
1: No motivation, it was just on my mind. I just wanted to post it. It was, okay. just, it was just on my mind. I just was thinking about um, a recent conversation I had with a friend. It just got me thinking about the different ways that people have responded during those types of conversations and and
0: now you need to do an addendum and add that last one cuz i think that that's true
1: right well that's why i read it here it's oh, cuz cause, yeah, cause yeah. it cause it is true that's again i my response to him was i haven't been in that situation but you're absolutely right so i was glad that he that he uh, added that yeah yeah something's not sitting right with you
0: no um i just i like i just need time to think about and process it i i mean i guess like good for you i don't know yeah that's fine. I mean, if that's what you wanted to post and you posted and you were happy with it, then great. Yeah. I mean, a lot I of people liked that, it. And I don't, there's I don't fine. think there's a lot of discussion around that. No,
1: I'm not trying to prompt any discussion. Just you look pensive. So oh. I wanted to see if you were thinking anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Great job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we get when we do unprepared. Unprepared topics.
0: Yeah, y'all get to hear my true reaction. (laughs) And whenever I say, interesting, Alan always says, oh, that means you hate it. That (laughs) means
1: you're thinking something else you don't want to say.
0: (laughs) I know. I mean, interesting goes both ways. But I think interesting is just easy to say because I could feel either way about it. That's right.
1: So, Katie, after a 13-day vacation in California... With the children where every single day was mapped out and planned because you are really good at planning vacations and it's not tiring mm-hmm. the way that you plan them. <laughs> and everyone loves it, especially Hold me. Hold on. We,
0: well, did being, we not have a good time? I'm not
1: being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. We did have a good time. We did. And when we get back. And we're we exhausted. were exhausted. Yeah. I had a work trip and I said, you got to come with me. And it actually worked out. Where did we go?
0: Yeah, we went to Arizona. It was kind of like a we got home on a Monday and then we had like five days and then it was that general conference weekend and we left Sunday. We farmed up the kids to all of our friends, which is amazing. And they were all good to, to take a kid or two. And we um, went to Cal or Arizona for Three days. Yeah. And in our last podcast, uh, we mentioned if you lived in the Mesa area, hey, I'm going to meet some ladies for lunch mm-hmm. and come and meet up with me. And that weekend was emotionally draining.
1: Which week? This was the first weekend of April? <laughs> what else happens the first weekend of April?
0: We're going to get to that. Okay. Guys, that was a hard weekend. I had my whole Monday like macked out i had breakfast lunch and dinner with listeners and ellen was working his conference all day so it worked out really well but um i went to breakfast with awesome lady and then um i invited whoever wanted to show up for lunch um in mesa um to come show up and it was there were
1: 48 <laughs> women and 3 men that showed up right
0: no, there were oh. like five or six of us. <laughs> there were like six of us. Like how brave is that to just show up and meet a bunch of people that you've never met before and talk about like the hardest things and the rawest things that, that we're dealing with and then walk away hugging and exchanging phone numbers and promising to see each other again. I mean, I it just was just so uplifting and these group my mango i call them my mango my mesa mango mamas um <laughs> i've never heard that because <laughs> we ate at this place called mangoes Oh fun! and they were all mamas and we were mesa so mesa mango mamas
1: uh, triple m
0: for triple m uh, anyway and i mentioned to a few people that i had done this and they were like why are you doing this here in utah katie and i thought well I mean, that's maybe down the road. Um, I don't know how much interest any of you would have. In fact, maybe we'll just put like a poll or quick thing up on Instagram and Facebook. But um, I don't know if there's interest in like Utah County area and northern Utah and Salt Lake area. I mean, we can do different meetups. So if that's something you'd be interested in, please let me know. But it was really it was really great, especially after a difficult weekend. And then I had dinner with another person. And so I went in just like feeling emotionally exhausted, but also like so uplifted by the people I met and the way we were processing things together. It really helped. Okay, guys, here goes. And um, just bear with me for a sec. My friend and I are starting this like Disney Instagram account. I was thinking about all like all things Disney have been on my brain.
1: This is just her play to get another season pass.
0: <laughs> is it working?
1: It's we're close.
0: <laughs> it it like expires in two days, and I'm like, oh my pass ah. <laughs> So I I was like thinking about Disney, and here's a question, Alan. Okay. Okay. When you think of the storyline of like Lion King, mm-hmm. tell me the story. Give me like a thirty second storyline.
1: You've got a new new cub on the loose, and this cub's gonna be king, but uh, he makes f- makes a few bad decisions. Dad gets dead because of his bad decisions, and he gets freaked out and he runs away. The whole wasteland situation happens. He makes some friends while he's away from the pride, comes back to try to oust his uncle, and um, and ends up being the king. And the circle of life continues.
0: Okay. Ne- not 30 seconds, um, Frozen. Frozen? Yeah.
1: All right. Two little girls, their best buds. They play together all the time. One's got some their special sisters, flowers. sisters, would
0: you say? They,
1: they are <laughs> biological friends, yes. One of them has some powers, accidentally hurts one of them. She, time goes by, the parents die. <laughs> Dang it. It's the same Come on. Thing. Uh, parents die. She goes away because she's scared of herself and trying to protect everyone. Causes a big old winter. But then uh, the sister goes to save her, and and then they both uh, come back and love thaws things, and everything gets good again.
0: Okay, perfect. That is exactly what I wanted you to talk about say. Nice. Uh, worked. T- okay, so
1: I know where you're going. This is awesome.
0: In both <laughs> in both of these scenarios, what was the underlying one problem? Would you, if you had one word to describe it, what would you say?
1: The one problem. The
0: one in both stories. There was an underlying, they both had underlying, what's the, what, what I want to say. The,
1: they were, they both had, they were both afraid. Afraid. Okay. One was afraid of her own power. Okay. Afraid of hurting people. Uh-huh. And then Simba was ashamed, I guess, and afraid of, he was afraid of his uncle, but he was ashamed of what he did to his dad.
0: Even though it wasn't his fault.
1: Even though it really wasn't his fault.
0: So I think that the best word for that is fear, right? Yes, fear. Fear. And then the plot moves on, and in the end, it's all about... They both realize it's all about what?
1: It's all about love and family.
0: Love and family, okay. Especially
1: Frozen, right? We right. think the whole time that Kristoff... Uh, shout out to Jonathan Groff, not that <laughs> he listens. Uh, that Kristoff is going to be the one that thaws Anna when she her heart freezes, but it ends up being the, the siblings, the love of, of a sister.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... I use those examples because I feel like for Alan and I, um, conference weekend was the the thing that we felt the most was fear. And at first it was fear. I think that in the beginning it was fear. Fear of rejection. Fear of disappointing leaders. Fear of what's going to happen when we die. Fear of not knowing like, well are we making the best decisions we can? And that's kind of what ruled our weekend. And it was really hard. I mean, Alan can attest that <laughs> I probably spent three of the days crying because I I felt like other people had influenced me to feel so much fear in my heart. And then after meeting with women in Mesa and and talking and processing the weekends. what came out of it was like love. No, what we do to cause fear in other people is not right. What other people do to cause fear in us is not, that's not the way. That's not how I believe God or Christ wants us to, to act. I feel like, no, I'm going to just project and give love and empathy to everyone because that's the best way to motivate people Mm -hmm. not fear yeah talk to that a little bit about
1: (laughs) no i mean fear and love (laughs) i i absolutely agree with you i feel like that's the savior's model of how to lead and how to inspire is through is through love i think maybe fear was a very old testament way of of leading and and love is a very new testament way of leading there's there's moments uh, that we had in in arizona where i could tell i mean we watched a, a, a one specific talk together um while we were in our hotel room and so i saw firsthand the difficult time that you had with that and hearing you talk about fear in those moments uh was was hard for me and and something we've talked about before but i'll reiterate in those moments it's hard for me to remember. Sometimes, but what I really need to do is just comfort you and support you, and hug you and tell you it's going to be okay and I love you, because it's it's it it doesn't it doesn't help to dogpile, right? It doesn't help for me to say, Haha, see, I told you." It's yeah. it, it, none of that is is helpful. Instead, I just need to wrap my arms around you and say, "I know, I'm I'm I feel the same way. I'm sorry. This is going to be okay." And show you that love that you are so desperately needing in that moment. And I felt it at the same time back from you. So it's, you know, it was a hard weekend from Friday to Sunday. (laughs) And then we had a couple of days in in the Mesa area to, to kind of recuperate. And I'm glad that we did.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm super emotional right now. I had my first really bad experience with, like, someone telling us... Someone that I, like, really, like, looked up to and who I respected. And it's been the first time that someone has, like, said something that was so hurtful. And, like... the I'll give you the gist. The gist was that... <laughs> The gist was that our podcast is actively leading people out of the church. And that was the exact words. It wasn't the gist. It was the exact words that this person said. And that we're really charismatic, but that makes people think that what we're doing is okay. Anyway, I was super upset. And I had to process it with a friend because I just, I just was beside myself. And at first it was, I felt like we had caused, like, like I felt like I had disappointed. I had, like, I was a bad person. I, you know, I was on the wrong way. And anyway, it just, it just hurt so bad. And then once I processed through it, I could say, I could look at it, the the entire situation, I could say, like, look, you know, um, I I still respect this person and love them, but I don't agree with them. And uh, it took me, like, all weekend to figure that out. And then you combine that with some of the messages that we heard, and it just was really upsetting to me. So we didn't really want to get into a whole lot of details because there are plenty of podcasts out there that go into great detail about some of these things and that's not our purpose. Our purpose isn't ever to talk about these issues on this podcast. Our purpose is to talk about how we're working through them as a couple. And you know, I after feeling so much fear all weekend, being with others, processing Talking to them about their own experiences really helped me realize that that no, being staying quiet about these hard things we're dealing with is that Satan's plan. And whatever, if you don't believe in Satan or whatever um, you want to call it, but it's it's never okay to make someone fearful of what might happen to them because you don't want them to say anything. And and I felt like after that experience I felt like I was quieted. And I had to think again like, oh my gosh, should we keep doing this podcast? Are we going to um are we going to get in trouble because this has been like a really hard weekend and then with um Cody and Leah Young being excommunicated it was just like Alan and I had a really hard conversation about this because as hard as, like, I'm trying to stay it, I just feel like it would be, like, devastating to me if I got excommunicated for having a podcast and talking about our marriage and figuring out ways to help other people. And anyway... (laughs) I'm just going to spend the whole time crying this episode, I guess. (sighs) Okay, your turn.
1: (laughs) You're brave. (sighs) I love you. I love you. Katie's right. We had we had a difficult, difficult conversation, a very open conversation that went a little something like this. What Katie just said. I would hate to get in trouble for doing something. I know we're not doing anything wrong. We're just trying to help marriages. Cody and Leah Young didn't do anything wrong. They were just trying to create a support group, and that doesn't mean it would be it would not be devastating to face discipline for something like this i honestly don't neither of us think that is going to happen but we certainly want to avoid it if possible it's not it's not a situation we would like to be in I, i'd love to to point at something very positive from conference if i can sure um the very first talk on saturday morning was yeah. was elder suarez yeah and this is one thing uh just a portion of what he said he said it is hard to understand all the reasons why some people take another path the best we can do in these circumstances is just to love and embrace them pray for their well-being and seek the lord's help to know what to do and say sincerely that's the key word sincerely rejoice with them and their successes be their friends and look for the good in them we should never give up on them but preserve our relationships never reject them or misjudge them just love them that's a great message yeah right i'm i was very glad to hear to hear him say that i was very glad to hear him say that i know it can be difficult for those that are in in my position but when there are good messages recognize them cling to them use them with your spouse to give them the support they need you know it's it it's a difficult thing to do but there are good things. I was talking to somebody today on the phone who um I don't know from the podcast, I know from my real life, but but this person knows where I'm at because I'm all over the world <laughs> talking about it all over the internet. And and he he said to me like in in explaining his situation I I love I love the church. I love going and I love I love the community and I love this, but man, there's some parts that are so hard. And this is one of them. And this is one of them. And I stopped him. I just said, wouldn't it just be so much easier if it was all good or all awful? It would just be, it would make this so much easier. If everything was great, there's then great. I have no problems. If everything was awful, I'm out of here, but it's not that clear cut. When we see the good, like Elder Suarez's message, just then, let's use it to help our spouses. I think that that's that's important.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm sure all of you are processing, like whether you listened or not. I told a friend, uh, she was out of town. We were talking about this, and and I told her like, don't listen, <laughs> and she did, and it and it was hard, and they had to process through it. I think that. Above all, like deep down, each one of us knows um, how we feel when we hear stuff like this. And I think that you just have to agree to disagree if you have to. If you feel differently, that's okay. Allow yourself to feel differently. You believing spouses that listened and you felt fear or you felt badly about yourself because of things that were said it is okay to say, I don't agree with that. Please allow yourself that space. Because we don't always have to be like 100% on, I believe I'm fully in, I have to prove to everyone that where I'm at, because it just doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. You know, things are messy. It's not black and white. There's so much gray. And I think if you go back, and I've had time to really think about it, if you go back and you look like the body and context of some of these things, I mean, you can see where they're coming from, but the delivery is something you just can't agree with. And it's something that I don't agree with It's the delivery. It's okay to admit that to yourself and your spouse. Uh, now you know better. Now you know that when you feel in fear of something, that that's not the right feeling you should have, that you should always feel like love and empathy coming to you. And that's the same thing that you're putting out to your spouse and those around you.
1: This has been Marriage on a Tightrope. It's been a good episode, a surprisingly emotional episode. Thank you, Katie, for being so vulnerable. You didn't so even cry. Vulnerable. I teared up, but I let you talk through all the difficult moments. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook, a on a Tightrope Podcast Group. I'm going to post there about of idea of doing solo episodes. Uh, so you can go there you see what there mean see what Me mean by that. Me for those, episode just for those in, the, in my position. Katie, bit an episode for bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit uh, just trying to flush that idea out. We could use your help on that. So join us on Facebook and then you can email us at marriage on a tightrope at gmail.com. Katie,
0: um, you can go to our Instagram feed and it's marriage on the, on a tightrope and um, you can message us there. We're pretty responsive. It's easier than email sometimes. So,
1: and uh, Cameron uh, is my brother. We are, Katie and I are, are recording our marriage on a tightrope podcast. We're just about to sign off. Anything you want to say to the listeners of Marriage on a tightrope? Just that everything you guys say is literally words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I miss you, and we used to do podcasts together all the time. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I do feel legitimate jealousy, as I call, and you're and you're recording with <laughs> another human being who's not me. <laughs> but it's great. Oh, it's so good. All right, listeners, tight uh, tightropers. I think we're trying to get that to catch on. Uh,
0: tightropers.
1: I'm I'm committing right. <laughs> and- I'm committing now to not to Katie. I've already done that because we're recording right now. I'm committing now to you, Cameron, and to our other our other podcast hosts of our other podcast. We will record soon, and I'll link it so then the marriage on a tightrope people can see it even though they probably won't care <laughs> wow and then like maybe someday there will be like some boom ropers some boom ropers the name of our other podcast is <laughs> called the boom show oh that's great you're awesome so marriage on a tightrope folks this has been Alan and Katie and my brother Cameron and we'll see you next time